0: we will look at one verse here, and then we're going to head over to the book of Exodus once again, just like we did on Wednesday night, and we'll be primarily in Exodus chapters 13 and 14 this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, we'll look at one verse here, and if you're physically able, if you'll stand with me this morning for the reading of God's Word, we'll allow the children to be dismissed to children's church and to toddler church this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, verse... Number twenty-nine is where we'll be this morning. Bible says, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians saying to do were drowned. I'm going to go ahead and let you be seated and go ahead and ask you to take your Bibles to Exodus chapter number 14. Exodus chapter number 14, we'll pray in just a moment. In Exodus chapter number 14, in the first 12 verses, and we'll read these as we get into the message this morning, the nation of Israel has come out of Egypt. We saw that Wednesday night. And by the way, let me, let me read while you're turning to Exodus chapter number 14. We looked at verse number 28 in Hebrews chapter 11 on Wednesday night. The Bible says, Through faith he, speaking of Moses, kept the Passover in the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Let me mention this morning, our message today is primarily for believers, but if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ, Wednesday night in verse number 28, we spoke on the subject, we preached on the subject of how the untouchables became untouchable. When the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and shed His blood, every single one of us, you and myself as well, at that moment, we were untouchables. We were the, the dregs of society, if you will. We were sinners, the Bible says. We have sinned. We're sinners by choice and by nature. We're sinners because Adam sinned. And so we're sinners. We are deserving of hell. The Bible says in Romans 6, verse number 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. What we deserve is separation from God forever in the lake of fire. That's what we deserve. But the Bible says the rest of, in the rest of that verse, but... The gift of God is what? Is eternal life. That's the gift. And it comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, the Passover... Was a picture in Exodus chapter 12, 13, and 14. The Passover was just picturing what would happen in the future when Jesus Christ would come and would shed his blood. And so in the book of Exodus, when the nation of Israel would take that lamb and they would kill it and they would take the blood and they would take the hyssop, and like, almost like a paintbrush, the hyssop um, plant there, and they would, the hyssop bush, and they would put it in that blood and they would put it on the doorpost. And the Bible says, when the death angel came and he saw the blood, what would he do? He would pass over. Dear friend, this morning, if you have ever had the blood applied to your life, you say, Pastor, how do you do that? The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall. Can God lie? Does he lie? Never. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that blood is applied to my life. And so now as a worthless sinner, as an untouchable, I become absolutely untouchable. Sin, death, the grave, hell has no hold on me anymore. It can never touch me anymore. Why? Not because of who I am, not because I'm a good person, not because of where I go to church, not because of the family that I grew up in, but because of the blood of Christ. And friend, if you're here this morning, and I say all that because I'm preaching to believers this morning, I'm preaching to individuals who've had the blood applied, but if you're here this morning and in your heart you're not sure, or maybe you are sure, Maybe you're sure that you've never had the blood applied. Maybe you're sure that you've never called upon the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ, if death were to take you today and you're not sure where you would spend eternity, I want you to know that before you leave today. And you can know that because the Bible says that we can know. We can know without a doubt. First John 5 tells us that, that we have eternal life. The Lord Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross of Calvary. He shed His blood. He died. He was buried. He rose again the third day. So that we could have salvation. Friend, if you don't know that this morning, I want to beg you to come today. I want to beg you to uh, to be saved today. But I'm speaking this morning to believers. Exodus chapter number 14. Hebrews 11, 29. He says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assained to do were drowned. Exodus chapter number 14 in verse number 13. And we'll look, we'll look at pretty much all of chapter 14 this morning briefly. Don't get scared of that. We'll go quickly this morning, but in verse number 13, the Bible says Moses said unto the people, they've come to a place where they have mountains on both sides, they have the Red Sea in front of them, and they have the Egyptian army behind them, they're locked in, there's, there's no place to go, there's the Red Sea, there's mountains on both sides, and we're talking about millions of people. We're not talking about one individual who could possibly get away quickly and maybe scale the mountains. No, we're we're talking about millions of individuals. There's mountains on both sides. The Red Sea is in front of them, and the Egyptian army is coming hot behind them. And in verse number 13, excuse me, 13, the Bible says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. And for the next few moments this morning, I want to speak to us on that subject. Stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show to you today. And I love this phrase, for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more, forever. Stand still. We live, and I, we say this often, and we reference it often, but... We definitely do. We live in a microwave society, don't we? We live in a have-it-now atmosphere, don't we? Because we can. We, we can go to the store today and have it if we want it. We can order it from Amazon today and have it maybe today, but definitely tomorrow or Tuesday. We, we, we can have what we want right now. If we don't have the money, we can go to the bank. If we want a car, we can go to the dealership and, and we can finance it for 84 months and we can have it right now. And we can almost have just about anything we want right now. And because of that, it has hurt us in our Christianity because we have lost the... I'm trying to think of the right word. We have lost the great exercise of waiting. Now, by the way, I'm not talking about being lazy this morning. Some people get the idea that waiting is I just sit around and I don't do anything. That's not what I'm speaking about this morning. In in our spirit, in, in our spiritual lives, we have lost this exercise, if you will, of being able to wait upon the Lord. And wait for the Lord to provide. And wait for the Lord to show Himself. Notice what He says there in verse number 13. Sometimes we never see the power of God because we don't stand still. We don't wait we don't allow Him to work on our behalves. And so, we run ahead of Him. We, we try to figure it out. We try to manipulate God. and We try to manipulate the situation and say, well, I think it ought to work this way, or I think this is going to help it to come to fruition. And we manipulate the situation and the circumstance instead of just standing still, spiritually speaking, and waiting for God to work. Did you ever have a child that you're just constantly, would you stand still? I mean, you're in a grocery store, you're, you're at home, uh, you're, you're in a church, wherever, you're somewhere and it's just like, for the love of everything that is good, would you just please stand still? You know what I think? That that is God in heaven with most of His children today. Would you all just stand still? Would you all just calm down a little bit? Would you stand still long enough so that you can hear me? By the way, would you stand still long enough so that you could see me work? And so that's what I want us to see this day. If you have a bulletin, you have the outline on the back. And I want us to preach to this subject this morning very simply, stand still. Father, we love you today. We're grateful for your goodness to us. We're grateful for salvation this morning. Father, we're thankful for the blood of Christ. We're thankful for the fact that we can stand here, we can sit here today with full confidence and assurance knowing that our sins are forgiven, that they've been washed, they've been plunged beneath the blood of Christ. Though our sins were as scarlet, they have been made as white as snow by your blood. And Father, I do pray if there's one here today without Christ, or maybe even several, Lord, I don't know. But Lord, I pray today that they would come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Father, for us as believers today, for us who have confidence and assurance, we've been born again. Our our eternity is settled. Father, would you stir our hearts regarding this matter of waiting, of being patient, of standing still. It's not a matter of being lazy. It's not a matter of not doing anything. But it's a matter of in our spiritual hearts waiting for you to answer for you to work for us to see your power on our behalves teach us today remind us whatever the need would be father if you need to convict us father please challenge us change us whatever needs to be done today i pray that your holy spirit would have freedom to move in our midst today may your word have its desired effect it, it will not return void and father we're praying that we would allow it to do its perfect work today and we'll thank you and praise you for it we pray this in christ's name Amen. Number one this morning. If you have a bulletin, the outline's on the back. If you don't, number one this morning, why should we stand still? Number one, stand still because God's path is perfect. In Exodus chapter number 14, verse number 13, Moses could come to the nation of Israel and he could tell them to stand still. By the way, he was just the vessel of the Lord. He was just the mouthpiece of God Almighty. And he tells them to stand still and to see the salvation of the Lord. And by the way, Moses could do that because he had full confidence and assurance that they were in the right way. They were going exactly the way God had wanted them to go. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 18 and verse number 30, it says, as for God, His way is what? Is perfect. His, excuse me, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. Stand still because God's path is perfect. Look back, if you would, at chapter number 13 and verse number 17. The Bible says it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Notice, don't miss this this morning.
1: The Bible says He didn't
0: lead them through the land of the Philistines. Although, although that was near. That was the shortest route. The Bible says He didn't lead them that way, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. He he said, look, if they go this way and they go in the land of the Philistines, the Philistines will probably come out against them and try to fight against them. And they're not ready for that yet. There are large people. There are millions of them. We know for sure that there were 600,000 men plus children and plus women. So we know that there was most likely a couple of million, maybe even more, individuals. We know for sure there were 600,000. That would have been a pretty big army, wouldn't it? But God said, they're not ready yet. And the Bible says He didn't lead them through the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, let's pray of the people. Repent when they see war. And they go back, they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. The idea is they went up the exact way that God directed them to go. Verse number 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. We spoke about that recently. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. And you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Stand still because God's path is perfect. By the way, this morning, it's not always the shortest. It's not always the easiest. It's not always the clearest. By the way, it's not all the, all, always the wisest, humanly speaking. It's always the best. By the way, I mean, why is it always the best? And lots of reasons. Say it it again. Because it's God's way. And if it's God's way, then He's what? He's there. His presence is there. Why is it the best? Because that's where God is. Don't we want to be where God is? Don't we want to be where God's protection is? Hey, the United States of America, and this isn't our message this morning, but listen, we're in a bad way right now because we've lost the protection of Almighty God because we've stopped going His way. We've left His path. We're not on a perfect path right now. And thus, we have lost His hand of protection. By the way, some people may not want His hand of protection. I do. I need it. We all need it this morning. Stand still, number one, because God's path is perfect. First of all, on God's path, God guides His children. On God's path, God guides His children. We're not going to go read it again. But in verses 17 excuse me, seventeen through 22, we already said it. Look, they, they weren't prepared yet. They, they, they weren't ready for certain encounters yet. And God was preparing him and He led them the exact way He wanted them to go. And in verses 21 and 22, we have those verses about the, the cloud and the fire, the pillar of the cloud the pillar of fire. Another manifestation or another evidence of the presence of God. And He is guiding them. He is leading them exactly where He wants them to go. Listen, on God's path, God guides His children. So let me ask you, if I'm not on God's path, who's guiding me? Maybe me. Maybe myself. Maybe I'm allowing the world to guide me. Who knows? That's the problem. That that that's the, the the devast or excuse me that's the danger when I get off of God's path because who's leading me now? Who's leading my family? Who's guiding my family? It better be God, and if it's not God, if I'm not on God's path, then I'm I'm in an area of danger because it could be me and I mess everything up. If I do it myself, I'm gonna mess it up. Maybe it's me, maybe it's my wife, and as much as I love my wife, look, sometimes she messes things up if we're not on God's path. Maybe it's the children. Oh, help us. How many families are letting the children's lead the, lead the way? Letting the, did I say children's? I just said children's, didn't I? It's all downhill from today, isn't it? Some families are letting the children, not j- children's, lead them. Maybe it's the world. Maybe it's a friend at work who doesn't know God. First of all, on God's path, God's, excuse me, God guides His children. The Bible says in Isaiah 30, verse number 21, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walking in it, when you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left, on God's path, God guides His children. On God's path, God fights for His children. Stand still, because God's path is perfect. And on God's path, He guides His children. On God's path, He fights for His children. Look at verse number 14, verse 13. Moses tells the people, don't fear. And we'll get back. We'll see the fear that they had in just a moment. But he says, fear ye not, stand still. And then verse number 14. What does it say? The Lord shall do what? Shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. Hey, stop crying in fear. Hold your peace. Your God is going to fight for you. If you'll stand still, if you'll wait, and if you'll allow Him to work on your behalf, if you'll not trust. by the way, here's the thing. They, they couldn't do anything else. They couldn't run. They couldn't run ahead of God. They couldn't manipulate the situation because there's nowhere else to go. Red Sea in the front, mountains on both sides, the Egyptian army in the back. Where are they going to go? You know, sometimes, or not sometimes, but many times, in God's perfect will, it feels that way. You ever felt that way? Lord I feel like as, as best I know if, and, and if it's not then please show me but Lord the best I know Lord I feel like I'm in your will but Lord I feel like I'm caged in Lord I feel like it's one thing after another after another after another it's just whew. and it's in those moments we don't have anywhere to turn do we except upward and that's exactly where the nation of Israel is and when we're there and when we're in God's perfect will, what does He do? He fights for us. The Bible tells us that in verse number 14. The Bible tells us that in verse number 25. Notice this. In, in, in these verses down here, Verse uh, beginning in uh, verse number 23, the Egyptians are pursuing through the Red Sea. In verse number 25, the Bible says, and took off their chariot wheels. God's doing this. That they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said, notice this, let us fight Excuse me, flee from the face of Israel. Why? For the Lord. They speak the name of Jehovah. For the Lord does what? Fighteth for them against the Egyptians. They saw that this God, their God, the Israelites' God, was fighting for them. By the way, they had already seen that, hadn't they? Ten plagues. They had already seen that. And now they see it once again. They say, let us flee. Their God is fighting for them on God's path. God guides his children on God's path. God fights for his children. By the way, here in verses, really verses 25 through 28, look at verse 28. the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. The children who were drowned in the Nile River back at the beginning of the book of Exodus are recompensed now by these Egyptians who are drowned in the Red Sea. See, our sin always finds us out, doesn't it? Amen. They drowned all those babies in the Nile River. And now it's coming back. The recompense of God. On God's path, God's, me, God fights for His children. Thirdly, on God's path, God saves His children. Look at verse number 13 again. We've already seen it. Moses said unto the people, Fear you not stand still and see the what? The salvation of the Lord on God's path. God saves His children. Look at verse number 30. The Bible said, and I, I know we're skipping back and forth. We're going to get the whole context here in just a minute. We'll read it all. Verse number 30, he says, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. Number four, on God's path, God saves his children. But on God's path, God proves to his children.
1: That's what he said in verse number 13. He says,
0: Stand still and what? See the salvation of the Lord. And then in verse number 31, the Bible says, In Israel, what's the word there? Saul. They saw it. Let me ask you this morning. It's not a statement of condemnation. It's a statement of consideration. When was the last time you saw God work in your life? When? When was the last time you actually saw it? When was the last time you allowed Him to work? And you didn't try to manipulate the situation. And you didn't try to work it out. And you didn't try to take care of everything. But you're in a situation, and as best you know, you're in God's will. You're in the center of His will. You're walking on His perfect path. You're you're doing what He wants you to do. And you're in His will. And it seems like you're confined in. It seems like the walls are closing in on you. And you just stood still, and you let God work, and you saw Him work. When was the last time that happened? Number one, stand still, because God's path is perfect. Number two, Stand still because God's strength is supreme. His path is perfect, no better place to be on. But secondly, his strength is supreme. Let's start back to verse one. Let's let's begin reading the whole chapter if we could. Exodus 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihiroth, excuse me, between Migdal and the sea over against Bel Zephon. Before it shall shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. God's saying here, he said, look, I'm I'm going to get the glory. Pharaoh's not going to get any glory. I'm going to get the glory. I'm going to be honored upon Pharaoh. Verse 5, and it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. The heart of the Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? Now remember, they've just come through ten plagues. And in chapter number 12, they have the final plague, the death of the firstborn. And they, 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 they tell the Egyptians, go, just get out of here, go. You, you've destroyed us, go. Well, Pharaoh in his heart, no, why did I do that? Those were my slaves. Those, those were the ones that, that built everything I have here. Why would I let them go? Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot, and took his people with him. He took six hundred chosen chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt, and captains over every one of them, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, and his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them, encamping by the sea beside Pahiharoth, before Belzephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. By the way, would we have done anything different? Would you have been afraid? God, we, we had faith. Hebrews eleven twenty eight. 28. By faith, he kept the Passover. God, we've had faith and we kept the Passover and and you led us out of Egypt and we came out of Egypt and you brought us to this. The Bible said they were afraid. Lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. They said unto Moses because there were no graves in Egypt. Moses, we could have died in Egypt. There are graves in Egypt. Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone? Hey, Moses, didn't we tell you this in Egypt? Just leave us alone. Just let us stay here that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Moses said unto the people, "Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you this day." Or, excuse me, which uh, which He will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, "Wherefore criest thou unto me?" Speaking to the children of Israel that they go. What's the word there? Forward. Okay, Moses, you just told us to stand still. You know what? That's the only way you ever go forward.
1: Wait a minute, Pastor. That doesn't make sense.
0: (laughs) I, I know the laws of motion and that just doesn't make any sense. Spiritually speaking, until we start to learn to stand still and let God work and follow Him, we'll never go forward. The greatest failure is to be successful in that which is not God's will. The greatest failure for a Christian is to be successful in something in an area which is not God's will. He said, Moses, they need to stand still. They need to trust me. They need to look to me for their salvation. Then I'll help them to go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, verse 16, and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. The children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. and And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will give me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen.
1: And the Egyptians shall know that
0: I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horse. Notice verse 18. Remember what Pharaoh asked in chapter 5, verse 2? What did he ask? Moses went in. My Lord said to let his people go. Who is the Lord? I don't know your Lord. Verse 18. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 19, the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other all the night. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. The children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Hey, we, we, we show these cute little flashcards to our kids about the Red Sea. And, and they're cute. And the, the walls of water. And there's fish swimming in the water. And by the way, I believe that probably happened. They probably saw the fish. But I'm going to tell you what. If, if I don't think I'm any different than you are. I don't think we're any different than they were. Don't you think for maybe just a moment that maybe the thought came into the mind that these waters could come back any time? Yes, we're walking now. Yes, there's a path now. And yes, the, the, the ground is dry now. But it would only take a second. It would only take the, 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 the breath of God to blow. And these waters could come back once again. But by faith, they went through. By faith, they went through. And sometimes the walls are on both sides, and we're walking through, and we're thinking, "This, this, could, this could come. This could fall in at any time." God said, "Just trust me. Stand still." Verse twenty-three. And the Egyptians pursued, went in after them to the midst of the sea. Even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen that came to pass in the morning, watch. The Lord looked. "...unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians. He's fighting for them, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength, when the morning appeared." And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of the Pharaoh, excuse me, of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Notice this, there remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and His servant Moses. Stand still, not only because God's path is perfect, but number two, stand still because God's strength is supreme. It is more powerful than the forces of creation, the east wind, the sea, the dry ground that they walked on. By the way, He's more powerful than the forces of creation. Why? Because He created it. The Creator always has power over His creation. It's more powerful than the forces of creation. I don't understand it. I have a finite mind. God blew the waters back with an east wind. By the way, He could have just spoken. They would have gone back. Bible says that an east wind came and it, Separated the waters and the ground was dry. You ever waited around for your grass to dry to be able to mow it? Especially right now, there's so much dew on the ground in the morning and you want to mow your grass and you don't want to be out in the hot of the day, but if you're going to mow it when it's dry, it's hot, right? They immediately walked on dry ground. It's more powerful. More powerful than the forces of creation. More powerful than the finest chariots. Exodus chapter 13, verse number 7. The Bible says that Pharaoh took 600 chosen chariots. More powerful than the fiercest commanders. Chapter 13, verses 5 through 9. Pharaoh was a fierce commander. God's more powerful. More powerful than the fearful cries. Verses 10 through 12, chapter 14. Actually, I said chapter 13 chapter 14. Verse number 10. What did the nation of Israel do? They cried. They were afraid. Can I tell you, can I encourage you this morning that God's power is more, God's strength is more powerful than our fear. Sometimes we're going to be afraid, aren't we? By the way, sometimes, don't miss this nation of Israel, they're, they're on God's path. They're in His will. Agree or disagree. They're they're on the path that He told them to go. They're following the cloud, the the fire, the pillar. They're following all of it. God is leading them exactly where He wants them to go. And even in the midst of that, here come the, the chariots, the Egyptians. Here comes Pharaoh. And what are they? They're afraid. We get pious sometimes. I do. I shouldn't say we. I should say me. I get pious against the Israelites sometimes and I shouldn't. Because I'm just flesh the same as they are. And there are times when the best we know, we're doing what God desires for us to do. We're following His Word. Now, by by the way, let me me say this. Make sure you're following His Word. Make sure you're in His will.
1: Oh, I don't know
0: why all of this is happening. You know, a lot of times, a lot of things that are happening in our lives are self-inflicted. It's not because we're in God's will. It's because we're in our will. And we have a lot of self inflicted wounds in our lives. We have a lot of self inflicted tribulations and trials and turmoils in our lives. Make sure we're walking on God's path, the perfect path in God's will. But if we are, we don't have to be afraid. God's strength is supreme. Stand still. Pastor, I've got to do something. Boy, the, the finances, that, the, the walls are just, they're just closing in on me. And, and, and the family situation is just closing in on me. And all these situations feel like they're closing in on me. I've got to do something. Here's the something you need to do. Stand still and trust God. And then when He opens the Red Sea, then move, then go forward. Stand still because God's path is perfect because God's strength is supreme. More powerful than the forces of creation. More powerful than the finest chariots, the fiercest commanders, the fearful cries. And then we'll give you number three and we'll be done. Stand still because God's path is perfect. If you're in God's will, His way is perfect. We don't have to fear. The world may come upon us. The Egyptians may come upon us. The the forces of hell may come upon us. But we just need to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because God's path is perfect because God's strength is supreme. And stand still thoroughly because faith is what moves us forward. Faith is what moves us forward. Faith in God and in His plan and in His path and in His way because His way is perfect. Stand still because faith moves us forward. Let me read Hebrews. You don't have to turn back there, but let me read Hebrews 11, 29 again. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. It it, it wasn't as if they were walking on dry land, but there's a sea there? Oh no, there's not a sea. It's dry ground. As by dry land. Then notice this, the last phrase of the verse, which the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. The word of saying, it means to attempt. It means to undertake. The nation of Israel made it through the Red Sea because of faith. The Egyptians tried to go through the Red Sea, but they were doing it by flesh. Just like we said Wednesday night, the Israelites were not saved from the death angel because they were Israelites. They were saved from the death angel because of the blood. That's just because we're Israelites. No, no, no. It was because the blood covered them. Okay, you're not going to get through the Red Sea just because you're a Christian. I'm not talking about, we're not talking about salvation here. We're talking about the Christian life. I'm not going to make it through those times of trial and trouble just because I'm a Christian. I'm going to make it because I'm walking by faith. The Egyptians were walking through the flesh, and what happened? They were drowning. How many Christian you do you know? Christians do you know that have made their lives have become shipwreck because they're doing it all by the flesh? Because they're running ahead of God, because they're not listening to God, because they're not standing still, they're not waiting on God. Now, by the way, while we're waiting, we need to be working. Don't miss that. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. That that word wait there in Isaiah 40 is speaking about service. Okay, well, I'm waiting for God to, to fix the issue or to help me through whatever I'm, I'm bound up in. Red Sea in front, mountains on the side, the enemy at my back. While I'm waiting for Him to, to fix that and, and help me and, and, and make me a way. What did God do with the Red Sea? He made a way. Sometimes we feel like we don't have a way. I don't know, how, I don't know the way through this. God does. But while we're in the midst of it, we just we keep being faithful. We keep being faithful until God makes the way. Stand still, because faith moves us forward. By the way, you, 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 you've all you've seen you've seen I'm almost done. You've all seen those commercials, like uh, car commercials. It'll say, "Professional driver driver on a closed course. Don't try this." Right? They're they're going 150 miles an hour. They want you to buy this car, but it says professional driver on a closed course. Don't try this at home. You ever heard that phrase? That little phrase in Hebrews eleven twenty nine: 29, the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. They attempted to do something in the flesh, and they were drowned. D- Dear friend, we ought not try anything in the flesh Because it's gonna fail. Stand still because faith moves us forward. Three things by faith the Lord worked. Chapter 14, verses 21 and 31. God made a way. By faith the Lord worked. Exodus 14 31. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. By the way, is that what verse 13 said? Moses said, Fear ye not. Don't fear. I I know you think we ought to have stayed in Egypt. I I know there are graves in Egypt. I know what you said in Egypt. I know you told me to leave you alone. But fear not. Stand still and see. And that's exactly what happened. By faith, the Lord worked by faith. The Israelites walked. Verses 22 and 29. Verse 22, And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. Verse 29, But the children of Israel walked upon dry land. They're standing still. Now they're doing what? They're walking. Why? Because God worked. See, we just don't wait on Him to work sometimes. By faith, God worked. By faith, the Israelites walked. and By faith, the Israelites worshipped. Verse number 31. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. The greatest manifestation of worship is obedience. It's the greatest manifestation of worship. It's not singing, it's not raising hands, it's obedience. We, we miss that. We, we think the greatest manifestation of worship is praise and worship and singing and amen, and I, I'm, I'm for all of that, but the greatest manifestation of worship is obedience. It bothers me when when people can shout it out in the the church house and then go home and live like the devil. That's a problem. That's not right at all. By the way, the Bible says we raise what kind of hands? Holy hands. By faith, God worked. And by faith, the Israelites walked. And by faith, the Israelites worshipped. Stand still. Because God's path is perfect. Oh, but just the walls are closing in. Okay, are you in God's will? Make sure of that and stay in seal. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to manipulate the circumstance and just trust God to work. Is it, is it finances? I heard, I heard a preacher, there's a preacher I listen to all the time and uh, he said when I was a young man and I had financial problems and I, and I prayed for God to help
1: with my finances,
0: this is what he did. He always gave me another job. That may be the answer. See, sometimes we think, well, oh God, I need a I need $1,000 or I need $100. And we, we think we're going to get a check in the mail. By the way, we might. We, we spoke about that last week. Preacher that got the, uh, the money in the mail. But, and that may happen. But sometimes it may just be he give you another job. But we wait. And we let God work. And we let Him prove Himself powerful. On our behalf. Stand still because God's path is perfect. Stand still because God's strength is supreme. Stand still. Because faith is what moves us forward. It's faith. God, I'm going to acknowledge, I'm going to humble myself before you. I can't do it. God, I need you to work. Moses said, hey, hey, I understand we're we're trapped in here on both sides, but don't fear. Fear thou not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Those Egyptians, you're not going to see their face anymore because God's going to fight for you. Stand still. Father, we love you today. Help us to show that. Father, one of the ways we show it is just by standing still and trusting you Trusting you in the situation. Trusting you in the circumstance. Trusting you when it seems like the walls are closing in. Father, I do pray you'd help us to make sure we're in your will. Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Those aren't, those aren't different types of will. They all refer to the same will. Your will is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. So, Father, make sure we're on the perfect path first then help us to rely on that supreme strength. And our faith will move us forward. I don't know hearts today. I don't know needs, but Father, you do. And Father, I pray that as believers this morning, we will stand still and we'll trust you today. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. If you would stand your feet this morning, heads bowed and eyes closed if you're physically able. Miss Jo's at the piano. She's going to begin to play. Listen, if you're here without Christ this morning, you need to come. Believer, if you're here this morning and you're not standing still, maybe you'd come and you'd bow around this front pew or around this platform. Just say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know. I don't have a way. And that's right, we don't. But God can make a way. God, I don't know the way right now. I feel like I'm doing right. I'm serving you. I, I'm obeying your word. I'm following the Spirit. I'm yielded to the Spirit. Father, help me to know the way. Help me to be still and see Your salvation. Help me to see Your work and Your power. Help me to see the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. Help me to see the enemies that are behind me. Those that are coming against me. Help me to see those Trials, those afflictions that are being brought by the world, the flesh, and the devil. Lord, let me, let me see all those dead upon the seashore. Lord, help me to trust. you. Help me to stand still. Hey, husbands, if we're going to lead our homes properly, we're going to lead our wives and our children, we're going to have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We're going to have to allow Him to move us forward. Teenagers, you got decisions you need to make in your life. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Make sure you're in God's will. Make sure you're right with mom and dad. Don't tell me you're in God's will if you're disobedient to mom and dad. Make sure you're in God's will. And then stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. His path is perfect, His strength is supreme. And faith in Him is what's going to move us forward. Amen. Thank you so much for your attendance and for your attention this morning, and I look forward to seeing you back. If you can make it at 5.30, that'll be great, and we'll sing together. Come with your favorite song, Ready and Picked Out, and uh, we'll sing at 5.30. We'll begin the service at 6, so even if you can't make it at 5.30, please be here at 6, and I look forward to seeing you back tonight. Let's pray, and we will be dismissed. Let's uh, go out today, and let's stand still. Let's let the Lord work. Let's see the salvation of the Lord. You know, we read about all these great stories. And they're wonderful, aren't they? They're true. They happened because God doesn't lie. But we serve the same God. So let me ask you, do you have any stories? Moses had some stories, didn't he? Do you have any stories? serve the same God. We just need to stand still. See, that bothers us, doesn't it? That's why we need to learn to stand still. Silence bothers us, doesn't it? We need to stand still and listen and see the salvation of the Lord. Let's pray we'll be dismissed. Brother Roma Antonezza, you pray for us. Look forward to seeing everybody back tonight. Brother Roman.